Hey, 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 it's your girl Lisa Denae, and I am here on Lisa Denae Live right here on Stunner Radio. Yes, it is Saturday, the last Saturday of the month, and our show it was a little delayed today because I was attending a wonderful virtual event hosted by uh, certified life coach Lisa Renee, and it was awesome. Youth dealing with youth and anxiety, anxiety in youth and in teens. It was an amazing event. If you do not know about her, please go follow her. I am Lisa Renee on Facebook and Lisa Renee 7 on Instagram. She is an awesome person and the event was amazing. So I do want to let you know that we're going to be um, breaking up our shows a little bit because we have been fortunate enough to have commercial sponsors. So now the show will be broken up in segments, and I want to let you know if you want to be watching this on the rebroadcast, we will have the show broken up in separate segments. So this part one of this today's show, we are going to talk about COVID-19, and if you're watching, I want you to just tune in and, and chime in with me. COVID-19 is not over, and the movement is not over either. That's what we're talking about today. Let me say this. All the people that rushed out to the bars and to the the clubs and, and the, you know, restaurants. Okay, I went to Olive Garden myself. But all the people that rushed out in Houston, Texas, listen, we are under a level one severe stay home alert. Our level is level one. And that says we are in a severe mode and they are telling us we need to stay home. So we are back on this again, guys. Now, we have been all uh, remarking. I've seen a lot of people on social media talking about how they have seen people who did not want to wear a mask, you know, refusing to wear a mask. And our numbers have gone up crazy in big numbers here in Houston, Texas. Why do we feel like we're on a level one? Why do we feel like as Harris County, we are on a level one stay home alert? Well, I don't know about you, but a lot of people have been trying to say it was because of the protests. And, you know, I don't think that's the reason because they've been protesting all over the world. And we are not seeing these huge jump in numbers all over the world. We're seeing these huge jump in numbers in Houston, Texas and Florida and California. We all know that Texas was first one of the first places to open. Texas has experienced a grand opening, grand closing because we jumped the gun. And we just opened too quick. I know everybody was anxious to get out of the house. Everybody wanted to go have a drink, go see somebody, you know, socialize. Our social life has been on hold. But listen, this thing is real. We're on a level one severe level here in Harris County in Houston, Texas. So I just want to encourage everybody, please take this seriously. Please take this seriously. Now, I know everybody is posting about masks, masks don't work, masks don't protect you. But listen, anything that we can do to stop the spread of this virus, we should do it, people. If you are in Harris County, if you are in Houston, Texas, please, ma'am, and please, sir, take this seriously. I know that people like me who have young children, and who, you know, don't want to pass this along to other people, I'm going to stay home, okay? I'm going to order my groceries. I'm going to order my food. I'm going to order whatever I need from the drugstore, and I'm going to do my best to stay home. I'm going to work from home. Now, I know everybody can't do that, so when you have to go out, I'm just asking you to wear a mask, 
And if you are tuned in and, and during the live broadcast, talk back to me. I have seen where people really feel like it's a violation of their rights. You guys, if you're on this live, tell me, why do you feel that way? If you feel that way, why do you feel like it's a violation of your rights to be told to wear a mask? Because you, maybe people don't understand, you can have coronavirus, you can have COVID-19 and not know it. You can be asymptomatic. You can have this virus and not know that you have it. This is the reason why people should wear a mask. Now, I'm really just surprised that people feel like it's against their rights, a violation of their rights. I mean, we need to really take this seriously. Please don't be selfish. Wear a mask. It's not going to really, you know, hurt you. I know that sometimes it's, it's uncomfortable, okay? When I wear a mask, when I go out in the stores, it is very uncomfortable. But just think about how it would feel to be on a respirator or a ventilator, you know, and I think that we need to know as African-Americans and as black people that this virus has been known to affect us differently than other people. It is killing us at higher rates. We used to be the type of people that cared about each other. We used to be the type of people that cared about our elderly. Now, I know they're saying now it's affecting everybody and, and deaths are in every age group. But I think we also know that it does affect older people more. We used to care about that. So I'm just asking my black brothers and sisters, really everybody, but especially us y'all, let's put these masks on. You know, just wear the mask, wash your hands, get within, stay within six feet from each other, social distance. These bars, these clubs, these restaurants, they're going to be here. Trust and believe. And let me just say this too. These jobs going to be there too. Because they will demand and command for you to come in and risk your life. But at the end of the day, if you die from COVID-19, if you die from coronavirus, they will walk over your dead body and give somebody else your job. So we all got to be smart about this. You know, this has been a year. If you haven't seen nothing else, you have seen death. You have seen death up and down your timeline. And this coronavirus, this COVID-19 is no joke. Here in Houston, Texas, we are on a level one. We are on a level one, severe COVID-19 level one in Houston, Harris County. And they are letting you know to stay home. If you do not have no uh, essential business, they are telling you to stay home. So, I mean... I know that a lot of people are feeling anxiety about staying home. So we want to talk about that today, some tips on what you can do to make yourself a little more content with being at home. First of all, make your home nice. You know, I know that some of us are, are, are missing income and, you know, we are struggling. Well, you know, I don't know. Do some more cleaning, do some redecorating, repurpose stuff, change your rooms around. At the end of the day, it's more safe for you to be at home. So yes, it may be boring. Yes, we may not be, we may be running out of things to do, but it is safer for you to be at home. I think that we need to understand something. And that is when people refuse to take your safety and, and be serious about your safety, you got to get in the driver's seat. You got to be serious about your own safety. When people are saying, I'm not going to wear a mask, and I'm not going to worry about who else got it. I'm not going to try to protect other people. You need to get into the driver's seat for your own life. And you need to make sure that you protect yourself. If it's not wearing a mask, just stay at home. Just stay at home. You know, and 
that will help us stop the spread. Now, I wanted to say too, because we are the name of this, the topic of this segment is COVID-19 is not over and neither is the movement. Please understand, just because we have not been posting and we have not been marching and protesting, the movement is not over. Black lives still matter and we still want justice. We want justice for Breonna Taylor. We want justice for Ahmaud Arbery. We want justice still for George Floyd. And we want justice for Elijah McClain. You know, it's always these names. We, I am encouraging y'all, listen, I do have a radio show and this is a platform where I can talk, but I'm encouraging everybody, put some content out there because this is where you should think about the fact that in years to come, they are going to, people are going to be looking for content about what happened in 2020. And guess what they're going to see? White supremacist videos. They're going to see videos talking about George Floyd was a criminal. They're going to see all these videos about people saying uh, they protested and they spread the virus because they were protesting. No, you and I need to put our own content out there. We need to be the ones to tell the truth. Because the truth is, the truth is, they just started listening to us. Black lives have always mattered. The truth is, everybody saw a video of a man being killed and the whole world woke up. The whole world said enough is enough. Now that's the truth. And that's what we need to get out there. That's the reason why I'm doing this show. And I hope that is the reason why you, as any individual that's listening, that's watching, that's going to listen or watch the rebroadcast, do your own thing. I don't care if it's just a video, if it's just a post, listen, the internet, we all know this stuff lasts forever. And we do not want years from now when the people who don't know what happened we don't want all this content out there about the lies that they're trying to tell now, about the lies about George Floyd, the lies about Breonna Taylor, the lies about Elijah McClain. We want the truth. So I'm encouraging my brothers and sisters, get on your live streams, talk about this. It still matter. Black lives always going to matter for your son, for your brother, for your husband, for your daughter, for your sister, for me. We all got to have something to say. I want to see your live videos just like I thank you for watching mine. But I want you to understand something. We want our voices to be heard. We can't be silent. And see, they feel like, you know, now the protests are over. COVID-19 is running wild. Now they're going to get back to twerking and juking and spending money. And, and no, let's, let's still let it be known that Black lives still matter. And let's show them with our dollar. I want to say I'm proud of my brothers and sisters for, for celebrating Juneteenth like we did. We showed up and we showed out. But I want to encourage you also, let's always keep it going. Let's show each other that they're black. your black life matters. If you're watching, your black life matters to me. And I hope that my black life matters to you. This is the way we can keep the movement going. Because anybody knows, if you live in America, if you've been you know, living black in America, you know that we have our moments where we'll rise up and we'll band together. And then later it's over. It's over. It's back to the status quo. Nobody cares about us. But listen, y'all, we got to keep this movement going. We have to demand justice for Breonna Taylor. We have to demand justice for Maude Aubrey, for George Floyd, for Elijah McClain. We have to demand justice for you. And we have to demand justice for me because we all know these are not the last ones. This is going to happen again. Until we make our voices heard and until we demand change, I am here 
and I am dedicated to doing my show and I am thankful for Stunner Radio. But I want to let you all know you got a voice too. You got a voice and I am going to support you. Get on your live, get on your Instagram, do whatever you need to do. Your voice needs to be heard. We have to stand up and speak out for our brothers and sisters. And I also want to say, as far as the movement not being over, let us please support each other. I love I love supporting my black brothers and sisters. I love putting my money where my mouth is. I want to encourage everybody. There is a business inside of you. So many people are buying lottery tickets and feeling like, man, if I hit the lottery, I want to tell you today, you already hit the lottery. You hit the lottery when God gave you that brain you have, that mind. Some of you have some ideas that are out of this world. You already hit the lottery. But what are you doing with your winnings? Your winning is your mind. Your winnings is your intellect. Your winnings is your ideas. If you're sitting on your winnings, it don't matter that you hit the lottery. You hit the lottery from being black, baby. So use your winnings, which is your wit, your intellect, your athleticism, your musical talents. I think my cousin is watching Jerry L, talented, talented musician. Use your talents, y'all, because we all have been given gifts in this world. And we all know when we when you saw George Floyd, we all felt some type of way because every one of us as a black person know how it feel to live in this black skin. You wasn't given this black skin for no reason. You was given this black skin to do something with it. And I'm telling you, just like I said, don't wait to hit the lottery. You already hit the lottery. You already hit the lottery when you was born black. You already hit the lottery when you was born with your right mind. You have the winnings of being talented, having your right mind on, how to talk for yourself. Look at the way media is now. You can get on live and broadcast a show just like I'm doing. We need to hear from you. Everybody got a voice. Everybody got a voice. And hey, Linda. Hey, Linda Thomas. You know, she's a beautiful, beloved sister of my dear friend, Kenneth Toussaint, that was um, taken away from us this year. And just seeing her name pop up on the screen, it lets me know how much more I got to use my voice, even in honor of my friend who's no longer with us. But I want to just encourage everybody, let's not let this movement die. We know Black Lives Matter. And just because we've seen it on all these companies' web pages and everything you turn on the TV, you see it. They paint it on the streets. We need to paint it on the streets. We need to paint it on our hearts. We need to let it be seen in our lives, y'all. It can't just be words because if it's just words, they're going to keep killing us. If it's just words, nothing will change and we're going to keep killing each other. We have to believe it in our heart and we have to make this move and continue that black lives matter to each other. We have to matter to each other. And that's the only way any of this, only way any of this is going to change. So I want to thank you all so much for, for tuning in today. And like I said, we are under the COVID-19. If you're living in Houston, Texas, if you are in Harris County, you already know we are headed toward another lockdown. They already told us we're on level one. And then we have this Saharan dust that has arrived. And what is this dust from the Sahara Desert? So we're dealing with that in Houston. And they're saying if you have any type of allergies or respiratory issues, just avoid going outside. So what does that tell you? That tells you that everything around us is saying stay home. <laughs> How many more messages do we need, people? Everything around you is saying sit your tail down somewhere. Stay home. 
So let's do it, people. Let's do it together. We are blessed to have these platforms where we can still talk to each other. And I appreciate everybody talking back to me. Hey, cousin. Hey, Linda. Thank you so much. And my other cousin. Hey, Brittany. I just want you all to know that that we can keep this movement alive. There is a shift. And I know everybody's feeling it. It's a shift in the atmosphere where we all being validated because of Black Lives Matter and because of these protests and because of movement. And all of a sudden, we're important again. And all of a sudden, we matter. And all of a sudden, they want to change maybe some of the laws, change the name of some of these brands, get rid of Aunt Jemima. They may get rid of Uncle Ben. But if we don't change, and if we don't start to see ourselves differently, none of this is going to matter. None of it. And I want to encourage everybody to know that not only do Black Lives Matter, your life matter. Specifically, you, your life matters and your voice matters. That is the reason why I do what I do, because I know that there's some people out there hiding. Some of y'all out there hiding. It's some leaders out there. It's some leaders out there. It's some leaders out there. I got to keep saying it because it is some leaders out there. And some of y'all are hiding and the world is going to hell in a handbasket because you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You are not answering your call. When you see the two candidates we have for president, two old white men, neither one of them is good enough for what we need. But we got to pick the lesser of the two evils. Why? Because we have some leaders out there. The next Barack Obama probably sitting somewhere doubting himself. Why? Because we don't we don't boost each other. We don't encourage each other. But I'm telling you, I know y'all out there and I know y'all out there hiding. That's the reason why I take this what I do very seriously to encourage you. Get up from there. You feel it. You know you're a leader. You can't let these other people just lead us into hell. You know who you are. You have a voice, you know you're a leader, and I know how it is when you're in the leadership role. A lot of times you don't get no encouragement. Don't nobody tell you, oh yeah, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You don't need it though. You don't need anybody to validate you. You know in your heart that you are a leader. And let me tell you something, especially black men. Black men, we need you. We need you. We need you to stand up. We need you to be a leader and we are going to support you. And that's why I have to speak to my black sisters. Let's stop killing them verbally, spiritually. Let's stop killing a spirit. We have to uplift our black men because some of them are in hiding. I'm telling you, I feel it in my spirit. We got some great men that just waiting to rise up. Some great men, but they hiding because they don't know if the coast is clear. We need to let them know, yes, it's clear. I'm letting you know. The coast is clear. We need your voice. We need you. We need you to stand up and be heard and be counted. We need to hear from you. Some of you have some ideas that's going to get us out of the situation we're in. But if we do not hear from you, we will never get there. So please don't be discouraged. This is my message to you. In this time of pandemic, we all are placed on hold. We all have been slow down. We have to stop some of the things that we're doing. And this is a moment. This is a moment. I don't know if you guys know it or not, but this is a moment for leaders. Get on your get on your post because when all this is said and done, the atmosphere is going to shift and the leaders that you know you a leader, you know what God called you to do and created you to do. Get it together. The the pandemic is still here. This is your time. 
to get yourself in tune with what you're supposed to be doing. Now, I know that, you know, we like to be politically correct. We don't we don't want to talk about gender roles, but power is in the man. I'm sorry. The man is still the head. And we have so many powerful men that are sitting down because for whatever reason, they don't trust the atmosphere. They don't trust us. But I'm telling you, brothers, black men, we need you so bad. We need you. Start small. Just get yourself a podcast. Get your start doing Facebook lives. Do some posts. Write down your thoughts. This is a thing. Write down your thoughts because you never know who's going to pick them up one day. Your thoughts are important. How you feel is important. As a black man, everything about you right now, this is your moment. You are important and we need you. If nobody else tell you, I want to be able to tell you today, your voice matters and you are very important to us. You are important to this whole world. I don't know if y'all know this. The whole world has pictures of George Floyd. Did you ever think in your lifetime that you would see people in Berlin, Germany with a huge mural of a black man, American black man? The, because we are powerful. This is our time. And for black men, I just want to tell you, and I'm going to keep saying it week after week until you understand this is our time. This is your moment. It is time for you to rise up. Let your voice be heard. We are not looking for perfection because ain't nobody perfect. Barack Obama wasn't perfect and half y'all wasn't pleased with him. But he did what he was born to do. And the next Barack Obama, I'm telling you, is already out here. But are we going to kill them? Are we going to let the police kill them? Are we going to discourage them? Are we going to just go past their posts or their videos and not click like? We have to support our men. This is so important. We are not going to get out of this situation without our men. And yes, our women, we are very powerful. Yes, Black women, we are very smart. We are most highly educated. But we need our men. So I'm going to encourage you, brethren, please, please, please let your voice be heard. Hey, Sheila, my twin. Hey, sis. Let your voice be heard, men. Sometimes you don't think you got nothing to say, but I guarantee you, your voice will sound like the thunder from heaven. Let your voice be heard. You have something to say. Just the fact that you are here means you have something to say. Just write down your thoughts. Like I said, do a post, whatever it takes, get it out. Do not let them silence your voice. There has been an attack on our men forever. They've always been trying to silence our men. They have always been trying to quiet our men and keep our men still and, and extinguish your fire and kill your voice. And we have to be the women to rise up and say no more. No more. You're not going to kill our men no more. And guess what? We're not going to kill them either. We're not going to kill them with our words. We're not going to kill their spirit. We have to uplift our men because these are the people that's going to get us where we need to go. We can no longer rely on these old white men. They do not know our struggle. They cannot help us. Yes, we need to vote. Yes, we need to be part of the process, but we need to encourage our men. So if you are watching today, if you're a woman or a man, if you are black, white, Latino, Asian, it doesn't matter. Find you a black man that you know somewhere and encourage him. Encourage him to open his mouth. Encourage him to be heard. Encourage him to, to stand up and be a leader because we need our men to lead. We are not going to get out of where we are without our men. 
and we need their leadership. Mothers, because I can speak to you because I'm a single mother. Teach your, your sons, train your sons to be leaders. Do not baby your sons. Do not coddle your sons. We need leaders. If you are blessed to have sons like I am, I have three sons and I knew God brought me here to groom leaders. God didn't bring me here to make babies. God didn't bring me here to have men that's going to grow up and look for a woman to take care of him. God brought me here to groom leaders, leaders that's going to lead our people to where we already should have been. And that is the reason why they target us. And why you think now, now we're seeing more and more black women being killed? Why? Because black women been waking up. Have y'all not noticed? Black women got natural hair. Black women saying, look, I'm going to wear my hair, my natural hair. I'm going to wear my hair in a natural style. Black women been saying no to weaves, no to perms, no to the status quo. Black women have been waking up. And what do you see now? Black women being targeted like never before. Because they know if we ever get on board, if we ever get it together, oh, we're going to prop our men up, baby. We're not going to let you kill our men. We're not going to let you put a muzzle on the mouths of our men. We're not going to let you stump out our men. And that is the reason why now black women are under attack like never before. But we have to band together. We have to know that we are not each other's enemy. We are each other's strength and we need each other. We need each other's help. And that is why I am saying to each and every one of you, don't don't think it's a it's a you know it's a coincidence that we're dealing with a pandemic and all these racial injustices at the same time and don't think it's coincidence that covid-19 is killing us in larger numbers we are always under attack and we're under attack in 2020 like never before so i want to ask all of my sisters out there join this movement join the movement i am going to be giving you much more information about it but right now i'm just calling for no more black widows i will tell you more about it later but right now it's about stop killing our men stop killing our men stop killing our men and ladies we got to stop killing our men i don't know if you notice or not but there's a thing called a spiritual death you could kill somebody's spirit with your words and i'm a black woman so i feel like i can say it and i can tell the truth and shame the devil as they say we have been responsible for killing their spirits for so long just think about it, ladies, before you make a post about where's all the good men. I know God must have more men than this. Let's not do that. That is letting the enemy use you. Don't do that. If you don't have nothing positive and uplifting to say about our men, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't get in caught up in this thing that we have, this way of just tearing our men down publicly. On social media, tearing our men down. Don't do it. It's a trick. It is a trick. We are not going to make it without our men, y'all. We're not going to make it. Don't let them fool you. And if they are no good, then you got good in you. You are a life giver. If the men out here looking like the walking dead, then it's your job to resurrect them. You have the power in you. Don't sit up and just talk about it. it ain't no good men. You got good in you. Now, I'm not saying deal with trash. And deal with a man that ain't about nothing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we can no longer downgrade and denigrate and emasculate our men and think we're going to make it. We can't do it, y'all. We just can't do it. We have to uplift them. We can no longer be comfortable with our men getting murdered on camera. We just can't be comfortable with it. And no, I may not have been out there protesting, but I'm telling you, I'm behind the scenes. I'm doing everything I can because we have to be 
boisterous. We Women, we have to be present in this struggle. We cannot let this movement die. We got to let the world know. We tired of you killing our men. We tired of you killing our sons. Now we tired of you killing our sisters. We're not going to allow it. We're going to speak out on it. We're going to show you with our money and we're going to show you with our behavior. So women, I know, I know I have been guilty of it too. Making these social media posts about, oh Lord, where are all the good men at? Well, I'm going to stay single. Oh, I might have to date outside my race. I'm just encouraging you don't do it. Don't do it. Even in the small things, let's lift them up. The Bible says you got to speak things as not as though they were. So instead of saying, ain't no good men say, it's a whole lot of good men out here. Where y'all at? Because I'm ready. <laughs> it's just a, it's a way you do something. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. So I want to, again, thank you guys for tuning in. And like I said, we have been blessed to have some sponsors. So I'm going to be breaking my, stuff, my show up in segments. And in this segment, I wanted to talk about COVID is not over in the movement, not either. So I thank you all for tuning in. Those that tuned in with me, please talk back to me. Get me, hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on Instagram, visit my website, alisadedane.com. If you have anything you want to be on the show, holler at your girl. But ladies, I just want to encourage you today. Let's up, uplift our men. And men, I want to encourage you today. Don't ever feel like, don't ever feel like you don't have nothing to say. Above all, don't ever feel like you don't have nothing to say because you have something to say. Your voice matters. Your words matter. And we need you. We need you to be our leaders. We need you to stand up. Let your voice be heard. And sisters, listen. Let us learn to listen to our men. Let us learn. I can only speak this way because I had to learn a hard way that sometimes we are in leadership roles that we shouldn't be in. And we need to uplift our men so they can be leaders for us. So once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And I'm going to come back with my next segment. And I'm going to be talking about self-forgiveness. So I really hope you guys tune in on that too, because we have been talking a lot about self-love. And I understood something. I realized something. A lot of people are struggling with self-love because they just have not forgiven themselves. So on the next segment, I'm going to talk about self-forgiveness and in, in, uh, looking towards self-love, self-forgiveness in your journey to self-love. And I hope you will join me. But until then, I'll see y'all soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and I am back from our my commercial break. Lisa Denae Live right here on Stunner Radio, and I want to thank you all that were tuned in with me, and like I said, we are starting to take commercial breaks. What a blessing. <laughs> so now we have to break because we do have commercials. We do have sponsors, and we will be plugging them in on our platform, and just keep an eye out for them on stunningradio.com. We'll be letting you know all about that. But I wanted to continue the show for today. We are talking today about self-forgiveness as the way to self-love. Self-forgiveness leads to more self-love. So I don't know if any of you know, but I did write a book a few years ago called The Love Self Journal and showing people how to uh, get on the journey of self-love. Now, I know it sounds cliche. Most people feel like, well, I love myself, but I want to share with you my journey of self-love because, you know, a lot of people are not... Uh, 
bold enough, to be transparent enough, to tell the truth about the fact that they did not fully love themselves. And we all know that as Black people, it's kind of hard, you know, sometimes to love yourself when everybody around you is telling you that you're not good enough. Everybody is telling you you're not pretty enough, you're not thin enough, you're not light enough, sometimes you're not dark enough, your hair ain't long enough, you're not smart enough, you don't got enough money, you ain't come from the right family. So many things that have caused us to have struggles with self-love. And most of you know, most, most African-Americans know, most Black people know that a lot of us struggle with self-hate. It's not even like, a, a, it's no, no in between. Some of us really hate ourselves. And that's the reason why I wanted to talk about self-love because we don't want to just look at our brothers and sisters and see them struggling with self-hate and not do something to help them or just call them out. You know, when you see people and they do things and they abuse themselves and they do all this, you know, plastic surgery and they, and they do all this degrading of themselves and we talk about them and we make posts about them. But what are we doing in our own lives to to foster and to help people find self-love? Because self-hate is real. And we know that sometimes you can hate yourself so much that you hate everything that come from you. That's why we see people who abuse their own children. We see men who abuse the women that love them and women who abuse the men that love them because it is a it is a side effect of self-hate. So today I want to talk a little bit about self-love. Some people think self-love is simple. You know, you just got to look at yourself and be happy with yourself and you just got to, you know, like yourself. But self-love is not simple. Self-love is sometimes hard to achieve in a world where everybody telling you negative about yourself. Self-love comes from a strong individual. You have to be very strong to love yourself. But I wanted to share with you guys a key that I discovered a little while ago that helped me on the road to self-love, and that is self-forgiveness. A lot of times people cannot forgive themselves. And if you think about some of our own struggles that we have with self-love has to do with the fact that we have made some mistakes, we have made some bad decisions, and we haven't forgiven ourselves for it. Other people can forgive you. Other people cannot even know what you did or know how you feel. But it's when you don't forgive yourself, that's when it damages you. And that's when it causes, makes it harder for you to love yourself. So I wanted to just share some tools with you today and talk to people about actively, actively working towards self-love and forgiveness. And it's very simple. Just talk to, just let yourself off the hook. Just examine the things and just say to yourself in those quiet moments, since we have this time, this downtime, since some of us is, is on a stay at home order with this pandemic, just say to yourself, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Those words are powerful. If you say that to yourself, sometimes you got to really look yourself in the mirror and just say, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. And understand that we are all human. We all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We have all made bad choices. We've all picked wrong people to love. We have all done things to people that loved us that we're not proud of. But it is up to us to learn how to forgive ourselves. And I think that's the reason why so many people have struggles in church, because we're looking for forgiveness. And the, although God forgive you, you got to learn how to forgive yourself. 
So again, I just want to encourage everybody, journaling is a good way. Just write it down until you can really find forgiveness in your heart for yourself. Just write it down to yourself. I forgive you. I forgive you. Some of us are so hard on ourselves. You could be late for work and, and this is your third time being late and you are in a funky mood for the rest of the month. And you're thinking, OK, I'm kind of thrown off. Why? Because you can't forgive yourself. Just forgive yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself and don't let other people project their mess on you. Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves for stuff that we ain't even guilty of. You let people guilt trip you. You let people make you feel bad about stuff. And then you're holding that stuff in. And we have to learn how to forgive ourselves. Nobody is perfect. And that's the type of society we live in where we all judge each other. Everybody want to constantly remind you of what you did, constantly remind you of what you said. Sometimes you just got to get in your corner. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby Harris. Sometimes you got to just get in your corner and say to yourself, I forgive you. I forgive you. You fell short. You didn't do how you was wanted to do. You didn't even make the goals. You didn't reach the goals that you wanted to reach last year. But guess what? I forgive you because self-love is about taking care of the only person that you guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. And that's yourself. <laughs> and sometimes we put ourselves on the back burner too long and we allow other people to, to put us on the back burner. We allow other people to feel some type of way about ourselves. But I'm telling you right now, with this time, with this pandemic, some of us are having downtime. Use this time to really fall in love with yourself. Really learn who you are and let yourself off the hook. Anybody, especially those of us that are over 40, we, we could all look back and see the mistakes we made. We could all look back and see things we did wrong and we wish we would have done over, but don't dwell in that. Just let it go. Just realize you human. Just say to yourself, I forgive you. I forgive you. You are all right. I forgive you. You know, and I one thing I learned about being in church, church would always show you how to forgive other people. But I didn't get a lot of leadership on, on forgiving myself. And that's the reason why I wanted to do this show, because people need to learn how to forgive themselves. This is a practice that I do every day. I say to myself, I forgive you. Sometimes you feel like you let yourself down. Sometimes you feel like you should be further in life than where you are. And with social media, it make everybody feel less than. You know, you get on social media, and you see people, they look so happy and and then you feel down on yourself. Well, why am I not that happy? Why am I not in a relationship that's like that? Why I don't have the money they have? Why I don't have a career they have? Just forgive yourself. Let yourself on the, off the hook because I want to let you know the fact that you're still here, the fact that you have survived and you ain't lost your mind. We all need to be patting ourselves on the back for that, especially black people. We all need to be saying, girl, you're doing a hell of a job. Man, you're doing a hell of a job just to still be here and not be suicidal or homicidal. We are doing the best we can, most of us. And I just want to encourage everybody today, forgive yourself. That's the only true way that you can love yourself. So I just want to share this, this with you guys and especially to the women. It says the greatest gift you could give to yourself is forgiveness. It's time to release painful memories so you can move forward in order to step fully into your calling in the present. You need all of you, so you must go back and reclaim the pieces of yourself that were stuck in the past. Face it, 
feel it. Forgive your ignorance and move on. Your past has made you wiser. Be grateful for it. With self-forgiveness comes greater self-love. And from that place, all things are possible. One of the biggest things that really stood out to me in this particular picture is when it said, go back and reclaim all the pieces of yourself. Let me tell y'all something. We know, especially as women, sometimes people have taken some pieces of ourselves and you got to go back and reclaim that. You got to reclaim those pieces of yourself. You cannot allow yourself to be left in the past. Go and deal with the past. Sometimes we have been traumatized, especially as black people. Hey, Lady Lisa, Lisa Ricardo, woman of God, how you doing? Sometimes we have we have suffered serious trauma as women, especially black women, and feel like we left pieces of ourselves back in 1970, 1980, 1998, and we just done left and we, we're looking at a shell of ourselves in the mirror. And, and this is the time when you got to say to yourself, I forgive you. I forgive all the things you did not do right. I forgive all the things that you let slide. I forgive those years when you allow people to abuse you. I forgive those years when you abused other people. I forgive you when you made bad choices. Now move forward. You cannot hold on. And what I found is black people, a lot of times what we do, we are harder on ourselves than we can ever be than anybody could ever be on us. In those quiet moments, we're always telling ourselves all the failures that we've had, all the things that we could have done better. But I just want to encourage you today to forgive yourself. That's the only way you can love yourself. You are, you did the best you could at the moment. You did the best you could at the moment. And now it's not time to dwell on it. Just do better. And we can't get to better if we don't deal with what we still heard about when we didn't, we feel like we didn't do our best. So for all of those people that are struggling with self-love, think about the fact of self-forgiveness. And I'm going to share this one more time because I want you to really think about all the pieces of yourself that are stuck in the past. It's okay. We all have experienced that, but it's time to face it, feel it, forgive it, and move on. Your past made you wiser. Be grateful for it. And one thing for sure, forgive yourself. Ain't nobody perfect. Forgive yourself. Let yourself off the hook. Sometimes we still on the hook for the baby daddy that we pick because we, every time we look at that child, we think of the daddy. Let that go. Let that go. Just be grateful for this beautiful gift of this child that you have. Sometimes we, you know, we think about the failed relationships and we can't even get in a good relationship currently because we still sorry about the mistakes we made in a past relationship or what we allow somebody to do in us in the past relationship. The only way is to just say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Hey, Beth. Thank you. Hey, Beth. That's right. Move on. And, and, and we have to learn how to say that to ourselves on a regular basis. I forgive you. It's easy to forgive other people, but it's time to learn how to forgive ourselves. We have to love ourselves the way God loves us. God forgives us. Why do we dwell on the things and the mistakes we made? Forgive yourself and move on. Love yourself and move on. Nobody is perfect and ain't none of us come here with no perfect example of what to do 
Even though we do have Bible, the Bible, we have biblical teachers, but sometimes it's hard to translate some of that into some modern day decision making. <laughs> and so I, I'm just trying to say, encourage yourself, encourage yourself, forgive yourself. Do not hold yourself to no high standard. Um, don't get me wrong. Yes, we do, do need to have standards. But what I'm saying is don't get so caught up in being super successful and, you know, super efficient. Everybody is comparing themselves on social media. We need to just be happy that we're here. Self-love is the only way that's going to keep us because everything around you is going to tell you you're not good enough and that you don't deserve the best and you don't deserve to be loved. You're unlovable. And it's a lie. We have to learn how to speak to ourselves, y'all. That's the only way we can make it. And I'm going to tell you a little bit on my testimony because I had to learn how to forgive myself. I was a type of person that I'm so hard on myself. Everything that I do, I feel like it needs to be perfect. If I am late for work, I, the whole day's ruined. If I'm late for work, the whole day is ruined because I spend the rest of the day telling myself, you should have got up earlier. You should have left early. You should have packed your lunch. There's so many things you should have did and you didn't do. And now days and days and years and years of that will have you weighted down until I had to learn, look, forgive yourself. You're not perfect. You are not perfect. Take yourself down off that pedestal. I had to realize the fact that I've raised three children and most of the time on my own. And I had to learn how to pat myself on the back and say, girl, yeah, you made some mistakes, but you're going to forgive yourself and move on. I like what Beth says. She says, God paid it all on the cross. Quit paying a bill that's already paid for you. If your car is paid off, you ain't going to keep sending in payments. I know that's right, Beth Bills. I know that's right. You said that, girl. But so many times we don't believe our car is paid off. And that's the reason why we struggle with self-love, because we don't believe it. And if you are a believer, you got to believe that you got to believe in the forgiveness that God has already given you. You got to learn how to forgive yourself. I see so many people that struggle with self-love because I struggled with it. I had this false sense of self-love where I would say stuff like, oh, I know I'm cute. I know I'm fine, but I didn't take good care of myself. I wasn't, you know, saying good things to myself on my quiet times and my quiet moments. I was constantly criticizing myself. I was constantly saying, oh, my God, you gained weight. Oh, you was late. Oh, you didn't do that right. Oh, you messed up here. Oh, you messed up there. And then I had to learn this. The reason why you're struggling with self-love because of things you say to yourself. And that's when I begin to change and I begin to say only good things to myself. Even if I made a mistake, I would say, thank God I learned that that was a mistake and I'm not still doing it. Thank God I can correct that. And then I've just learned to say, I forgive you. I say that to myself all the time. I forgive you for that. Now let's do better. Let's move forward and do better. Let's not try to cover it up and act like we didn't do wrong, but let's not dwell on the fact that we did wrong either. So many of us are struggling with self-love, especially at these times and getting bad relationships and you get in bad situations, just wanting somebody to love you. But I'm telling you, the main person you need to love you is the one in the mirror, because that's the one, that's the only one who could really give you the love that's going to sustain you, is the person that you see in the mirror every day. That's the person you got to fall in love with. I do it every day. I'm working on it all the time. I tell people I'm the queen of self-care because I take time to take care of Lisa. Because at the end of the day, this is the only person that I know for sure I'm going to spend the rest of my life with is me. 
So I had to learn how to take care of myself and love myself. And I just want to encourage everybody who's listening and who's going to listen later, who's watching, forgive yourself for everything that you did. Forgive yourself and learn how to move on, move past it. So many of our good days we have left in the past. It's good days ahead, y'all. We don't have to leave these good days in the past. You don't have to just talk about your past that, oh, when I was this young, I was this way and I used to have this and I used to have that. Move forward. Forgive yourself. See yourself as the best version of yourself and go after that thing because you can do it and learn by all means to be your own best friend. Don't love nobody more than you love yourself. Now, I know that's controversial. Because some people feel like you should love other people more than you love yourself. But how can you? How can you, if you don't love yourself, properly love anybody else? Because even your children, you see your ways in them, you're going to feel some type of way about them. Because you don't love that about you. So you're not going to love it about them. So these are things that we have to learn. Listen, I'm learning every day. That's why I share it on my show because it changed me. It changed the way I dealt with relationships. It changed the way I let people treat me. I used to get into relationships where I would be guilt tripped all the time and I would feel guilty if I didn't even cook dinner one night. Then I realized, look, I'm tired. We're going to order out or we're going to do whatever. I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to be the best person I can, but I'm not going to allow nobody to hold me to some high standards they can't even meet. But that was because I was struggling with self-love and I didn't love myself. So anything they said to me, I believed it. If they say you need to cook every night and you ain't a good woman if you don't. And I was just like, oh my God, I better get some recipes together and learn how to cook every night then because I want to be a good woman. Then I realized that's a lie, honey. You're a good woman just because you're showing love and because you want to be good. That's the first step, wanting to be good. And so that's why I just want to encourage everybody. Self-love, finding the right self-love in your life will change your life. Everything about your life will change. And part of that, if you're struggling with self-love, I will say, examine, is there anything in your life that you have not forgiven yourself for? Because self-forgiveness is the key to self-love. Just get in the mirror and practice. Just get in the mirror and tell yourself, I forgive you. I forgive you. A lot of us, if you, especially if you get past 40, you remember what you used to want to be as a kid. And you look at yourself now and it is some type of resentment sometimes. You feel like, well, I used to want to be a teacher. I used to want to do this or that. And you think about the bad choices you made. And some of us still cannot forgive ourselves for choices we made in our 20s. But if you over 40, let that mess go. It ain't nothing you can do. You can't go back to it. You cannot go back to it and fix it. You did that. It was a learning experience. Forgive yourself. Let it go. Move forward. Be a better person. Self-love is the key. And I'm going to preach it forever until the day I die because it really saved me. People who know my background know that I'm a survivor of domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. And in some of those situations, I started to blame myself. I would say, well, maybe I was looking too, too um, you know, sensual. Maybe I was looking enticing. Maybe I, I don't know. And somebody wanted to touch me. Maybe it was the way I was looking. And some of that, I was a child. And so how can I look more like a child? And I had to learn how to forgive myself. It was easier sometimes for me to give the abuser than it was for me to forgive myself because I didn't love myself. But I'm telling you, the step, that was the first step for me. 
learn to forgive myself, see myself as who I am. I'm only human and love that in me and get past it. And when you get past it, that's how you can break the cycle. That's the reason why a lot of us, our families are broken. We have broken homes. We got broken situations because we have not broken that cycle of abuse and hurt and pain in our lives. But when you hold on to that pain and you don't forgive yourself and you don't move forward, you're just taking it with you in every situation. Every job you go to, you're talking about the last job you was you was on. Every relationship you're in, you talk about the last relationship you was in. The, the new car you get, you're talking about the last car, how it broke down. <laughs> but we have to learn how to just let go, move forward. So people have always said to me, you cannot drive and look forward if you're looking through the rearview mirror. But sometimes that's how we do in life. We are constantly driving and trying to look through the rearview mirror and realize, trying to realize why we keep having wrecks. Why we keep having accidents in our lives because you cannot go forward if you're looking in the rear view. Yes, you need to go back there and deal with some things, resolve some of those things. But the main thing is forgive yourself and let it go. Let it go. Move forward and you will be a better person for it. And you you have self-love that's real. You know, a lot of us women, especially we find try to find self-love with looking pretty and putting on makeup and, you know, getting pretty. And it's easier to love yourself. But I can tell you, I used to be a model professionally signed to a management agency. And those were the days where I was prettiest, the thinnest, all that. And I did not love myself at all, at all. Now, yes, I do get up and I put on my makeup and I do my hair. But baby, with my hair all over the head and no makeup, I still love myself because I did the work. And it does take work. It does because everybody around us, everybody around us is telling us reasons why we're not good enough and what, why we're not enough. But you have to work on yourself. And I encourage anybody in this pandemic during this time, get some quiet time and take some time to yourself. And if people don't understand, well, that's time to make some distance from them. Take some time to yourself and literally get in that mirror and talk to yourself and say, I forgive you. I love you. I know what you've been through. The pain, it was hard, but we did that. We still here. Talk to yourself. I forgive you for the things you did. Our years should give us wisdom. That's right, Beth. Our years should give us wisdom. And I find me a piece of my me time too. Bobby says, thank you, woman of God, for sharing love. You are a wise woman. Thank you so much, Bobby Harris. I appreciate that. You know, there was a time in my life where I could not even talk. That's the reason why I talk so much now. I have been so traumatized, so beat down by people's words. I believed all these bad things about myself. When people would speak to me, I wouldn't even speak back. I would look down at the ground. My self-esteem was in the toilet. My self-esteem was gone. I had no love for myself. And I remember saying to myself, if I ever get out of this, if I ever get out of this stage in my life, if I ever survive this, I'm going to help somebody else. And that's all I try to do when I talk. I'm trying to get somebody else, pull somebody else out of that because I know how it feels to feel like you're worthless, feel like you're not lovable, to feel like you ain't worth nothing and you just trash, you a throwaway. But I don't want nobody else to feel that way. I don't want nobody else to feel like they're not worth nothing. They're trash or they're throwaway because this world we live in will have you thinking that. But understand that you are worth something. You are valuable. And you, your voice, your time, 
you matter. And that's why we have to work so hard to forgive ourselves and love ourselves so that we don't allow other people to make us feel that way. Because believe it or not, it'll go down into your children and your children will have these self-esteem issues and they'll have trouble loving themselves. So that's the reason why I do what I do because I thank God for pulling me out of that situation where I honestly just didn't think I was worth anything. I didn't think I was lovable. You know, and when people would tell me I was pretty, I would say, what are they looking at? Who do they see? Because I don't see it. <laughs> but thank God, you know, I, I thank God that I remember how that felt because right now I feel like a whole different person. I don't even, you know, I don't even identify with that person no more. You know, and I know that it was God's will for me to go through that so that I can have compassion on the next woman. And so when I see the next person acting out, I won't judge them and I will understand, look, they going through something. They're not they don't love themselves. They're going with some self-love issues so that we can help each other. Um, thank you, Beth. She says, God made no mistakes. You are treasured. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I just want to help somebody else. There is a news, the story in the news about a young lady who flipped her car in an attempt to kill herself because she found out her boyfriend was married. I don't know if you guys have seen it on Facebook, but I saw it and my heart just went out to that young lady because clearly she didn't love herself. I mean, we see celebrities who do all kinds of things to their faces and to their bodies because they don't love themselves. And we, when we find the key, we got to try to help somebody else. And, you know, it's a continuous journey. I work on myself every single day because there's always a, a, some force out there trying to make you feel like you're not good enough and you're not enough. And I always pull myself to my quiet place and talk to myself and say, you have come too far, honey, to let you, nobody is going to push you back down. And I want to encourage everybody to do that. And thank you guys so much for, for listening and for watching and for your comments, for interacting and for the people that's going to watch later. Remember, we're all going to do this together. I forgive you. We're going to talk to ourselves. I forgive you. I love you. Thank you guys so much for watching and for listening. And until then, I will see you next week. Bye.